0: Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Spilled Popcorn, the podcast slash web series where we are going to spill the popcorn, a.k.a. the details on the latest and greatest in TV and movies. To help us on this conquest, the much more attractive co-host, Mr. Cam
1: Wiggs. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here as always.
0: You are very welcome. I'm your other co-host, Kirk, and we couldn't be more excited to kick off a new season, a new session, if you will, of Spilled pop- Popcorn. We're gonna be talking about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Can you believe it that it's finally here?
1: I can't. You know, this was <laughs> this was supposed to be the first Marvel show that we were gonna get, and so the fact that it's not the first Marvel show, and the fact that you know we're now just about you know, five to six months removed from when we were supposed to see it. I mean, it just feels like a long time coming, but I'm excited.
0: Yeah, I don't understand where where is your Captain America helmet?
1: Oh man, yeah, I uh, dropped the ball on that one. Didn't get the memo.
0: Okay, okay. I think I. Uh, it's I think a great look, a, though. It really is. Thank you. I'm pretty sure I have a second one. I'm gonna have to get it. <laughs> there to you, you go. You. Yeah. And so each week we're just gonna start with these on, and maybe we'll last the whole episode. We'll see. Perfect. We'll see. Love it. (laughs) so hot off WandaVision cam how was the shift into a more familiar (sighs) formula of Marvel that we know and love
1: uh abrupt I would say (laughs) I would say it was abrupt I mean like you said I mean just a totally different flavor totally way more familiar terrain than what we were dealing with in WandaVision it's funny like you know when the episode ended I was almost like that's it you know no no uh no like tons of Easter eggs, no cloak and dagger, no like big mystery. You know, it was kind of different because right out of the gate of WandaVision episode one, you're like, sheesh, where to begin? You know, what, what do we have to cover here? But this was much more cut and dry. It it's action packed, which is a very different um, flavor than WandaVision. So it was abrupt, but it was good. It felt, it felt right.
0: You're right. Every episode I was dissecting, you know, I was writing down all these (laughs) notes and I'm like, well, what about this? And that must lead to this. You know, the lady with all the math, the gif. um, That's what I felt like trying to put it all together. But it really was more so straightforward. This was a foundational episode. It felt like we this was, you know, we had a lot of inciting incidents in this episode. We weren't catching up on really much other than just where the characters are, not where the plot is. And I think we really found the plot of what this will be toward the end of the episode
1: yep definitely I think they they do a good job of sort of setting the table you know this, this isn't an episode that's gonna it doesn't have to be you know it doesn't have to be one of those pilots that's like whoa with the big hook Um, you know, this is, you know, they're really just setting the table. They're saying, okay, you know, you know, Falcon, you know, Bucky, here's what's going on right now. Um, you know, here's the table. And then, like you said, at the end, they set you up with, and here's where we're going to go. So that's pretty much exactly it's as cut and dry as they get, and I'm pleased with that. After a mentally exhausting run with Ooh. Wandavision, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's right, that's right. Let me take off my helmet uh, so I can better serve all of you, and so you can see my face. <laughs> oh, look at the indentations—the indentations on my face from my mask. Yeah, are that's beautiful. gonna hurt. That's gonna. Oh hurt. man. Well, let's dive into this this uh, this show here with the Unwrapping.
1: It's back. It's back again. Our it will friend.
0: never leave my side <laughs> ever. So what I love the kind of comparisons uh, between WandaVision and the uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier right out of the gate you know that all of these characters have gone through tremendous grief and they're suffering uh, great mental health uh, issues, uh, all three of them really. Uh, and that's what's really great, that through line, even though these shows are going to noticeably be very different, it's very clear to see that that's that's the theme between these different Marvel uh, Disney Plus TV shows. So bravo to them. Uh, Anything you want to say on that, Cam?
1: Yeah, I think just that, you know, when the blip happened in Endgame, I remember being in theaters and being like, whoa, that's big. Um, And it's just continuing to echo through every single MCU event that happens right now. You know, they're bringing up all kinds of things that you would have never even thought of with the blip, you know, like uh, how uh, Sam Wilson's sister had to run this business all on her own because her brother wasn't there. And, you know, the Winter Soldier, Sebastian Stan, his character is talking about, well, I, you know, I woke up from being asleep for a 100 years and then I went from fight to fight to fight. Then I blipped and then I was back fighting again. You know, it's it's really interesting and I'm glad that they're taking the time to go through the details.
0: Yeah, definitely awesome. We we open up right away and we see Sam Wilson, Anthony Mackie, the Falcon, dressing dressing for what we assume is the funeral. At least I did. At least yeah, I was like, oh, for sure. we're, we're we're going to uh, Robert Downey's funeral right here, right
1: now. It wasn't. He was going to this. Uh, oh, to I thought moon. it was going to be the Captain America funeral. Oh, did you? Okay, yeah, gotcha. I, that's where yeah. I was. That's where I, I was like, oh wow, this is going to be old man Steve Rogers funeral that we're going to here.
0: And maybe, maybe we will see that in this, who knows, who knows. But so what I, so we get to the memorial where uh, the, the, I'm sorry, the museum where Sam Wilson is going to uh, uh, essentially tell people what is happening with the shield. Um, and of course he says the shield isn't for me. That was for a different time and for a different person. He's not that person. So they put it in a glass case and we say goodbye
1: Wow. To the shield, <laughs> <laughs> bravo, least, what a presentation! There,
0: thank you, at least temporarily, because we know that shield has to live on in the MCU world, so it's going to come back as we know. You've watched the episode, it comes back at the very end of the very first episode, episode one of six, as we know that, that they're going to release. Uh, we get an epic epic action pack scene with uh with Sam Wilson you know hopping out of the back of a, of a carrier you know just going on a little mission doing his job these I mean this scene lasts for probably eight solid minutes which that is a feat in action there's so much that goes into a single 10 second frame of action uh in a film or or a TV show and it's just absolutely uh everything's laid out on the table for them we, and we get to see Sam Wilson at his best we get to see Anthony mackey at his best we've seen him in a lot of um, kind of secondary fights. We've seen him in even tertiary fights, but we've never seen him front and center uh, as the focus of, of a fight uh, like this. And man, it is it quite a ride. It is quite a ride. It is
1: epic. It is epic start to finish. They hit every single aspect that you need with an action sequence. You know, it needs to be, you need to be up against the clock. There needs to be high stakes. You know, they're yes. literally flying towards the Libyan border and he's got to make this extraction before they get there and cross over into that jurisdiction. It is insane and creative as well because you've got, you know, Falcon is an airborne hero, of course. And you've got uh, George Bartok, the actually one of the villains from the beginning of uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier is there and they've got their flying squirrel, uh, you know, parachute uh, suits on. It was a slick action scene. I mean, as slick as they come
0: yeah it really was it really was that just that's just a taste uh, of what's going to happen if that's the opening action scene (laughs) of this film like what is going to happen in the next five episodes that's just what a dream come true what a dream come true I like what you talked about uh, a little bit earlier about how we get to see these superheroes uh, getting through real life issues uh, that are related to the blip right so we have financial troubles we have mental health struggles Um, very much one of the comics that did this the best I want to say is uh, Spider-Man because he was a teenager and then he was going into college and so he had acne in the in the comic in the actual comic books the original ones and he's like popping zits and he's like man this is terrible I got a bad grade I got to get to work and so we're seeing those things play out here uh, in effect of the blip Uh, I think Sam goes to the bank and he uh, he needs credit he needs good credit but he has no good credit because they were both blipped for the past five years so they have no good credit no history uh, in recent memory to get that loan that they need to continue to thrive on what they need to so all in all fantastic so the first you know let's say 10 minutes of this episode maybe 15 we're getting a full scope of where sam wilson the falcon is at and then we shift to Bucky yes Uh, very very big shift I got to say it was it was unexpected that they were going to lay it out that way I thought we were going to hit the ground with both of them so I'm kind of excited to see I mean they weren't even together by the end of this episode at all Um, who knows if that'll happen in episode two but by the end by the end of this first episode they're still separated when we first see Bucky in this episode it's actually a flashback to him just on some random mission just often people left and right Uh, it's a it's like this mansion they're all armed and Bucky is just having no problem at all killing them one by one by one. When I saw this I thought that this was actually a scene from the future like a retaliation Ooh. of um, uh, of uh, of Captain of Captain America of Steve Rogers death. I, I don't know why I just thought like oh he's gone off the rails you know kind of like Hawkeye did and yeah. he was over in another country just like killing people left and right. I thought it was that but really what it was was a flashback yeah uh, Followed immediately by uh, Bucky Barnes in the therapy chair. So, very fantastic scene. One of the most creative. Scenes that we've seen Marvel do—they're uh, intersplicing um, what Bucky is trying to do with the with his therapy work and what he's actually doing in real life, and trying like he he walks the line. So he has like four different rules that his therapist Miss Amy Aquino, a fantastic actress, Definitely. I love her. Uh, she is telling him rule one, two, three, and four, and he's going through them, and he's either breaking them or bending <laughs> them to his his own understanding or rationalization. Uh, so very fantastic. Fantastic intro uh, to Bucky um, we all we see then f- uh, from there more therapy sessions we see him meet with this uh, with this Asian American man in a bar out of nowhere they're just buddy buddy uh, at first glimpse you think oh maybe they're maybe they just drink at the same time who knows but then you're like oh no there's like a real relationship <laughs> here a real um, uh, not mentorship but there's care between the two of them um, and we walk through Bucky. We flash back to Sam over and over again, and we get some introduction of what this series might be with a possible big bad villain, and that is the unwrapping.
1: Love it. Well done. Well done. So now we're so into the butter.
0: Get to the butter. Get to the butter. So Yuri is the name of this uh, of this Asian American that is uh, hanging out with Bucky Barnes very odd pairing. In fact, I was quite annoyed with it until it played out. I was like, what what's the connection here? I'm not I'm not about this like random side character. Yeah, my today. original
1: thought because he's like an elderly man, I was like is it possible that this is like one of their cohorts from back in the day. But then I was like, no way that timeline lines up. Like how could anybody still be alive from back then? But that was the only thing I could make sense of it. At yeah. First. That's a
0: good one. I like that. I like that play. Uh, and then like, he just said, Hey, I'm still alive. And let's be buddies. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> That'd have been really cool. I like that. But thank goodness it wasn't the opposite it was what I thought it was like just a random, completely oddball character, uh, pair of. And so what it came down to is that, uh, under the spell of, of under the hypnotism, Bucky Barnes as the winter soldier in that flashback, uh, just like savagely, uh, and very, in a very isolated and unnecessary way, kills this guy in this big mansion who turns out he was Yuri's son. Uh, so wild, wild times Point,
1: point blank in broad daylight. And he was an innocent bystander, like trying to get into his hotel room or whatever. And he, Sees him and, and the guy's like, oh, I didn't see anything. And he just he kills him. He offs him as the as Off. the Winter Soldier. And so, yeah, I mean, I thought whenever we had this flashback, you know, he wakes up at the end of it. So I was like, oh, it's just a dream. You know, he's having nightmares about being the Winter Soldier and killing people again. And, you know, how savage that was. But the big reveal at the end of the episode is like. No, (laughs) that was a flashback and not a dream. And in fact, the reason that he's hanging out with Yori is part of his making amends, which is what he's doing in his therapy, which was like, that was a big reveal.
0: Yeah, that list is long. Let's talk about that.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> what I love about it that it's a list and that it's in you know a little notebook. If we remember from uh, uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier, as Captain America is acclimating to the future, he's got a list of things that he's missed out on, <laughs> yep. and he's trying to like cross it off his list. So I love that play. I love that connection that that, that you know they're co- they're from the same era. So he's making lists in a little notebook. I love that, uh, and I'm excited to see. If there will be more people in the rest of the series who he does make amends with, because uh, I didn't get a snapshot of that of that list, I'm sure if I went back and froze it, we might be yeah. able to see some maybe some familiar names on there. But we'll we'll take a look again on a second watching. Yeah. Um, so also with this episode, um, a lo- so we got lots of characterization from both of our main characters, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but we also got the introduction to potentially. Our big bad, the Flag Smashers. Now, Cam, do you know anything about these guys?
1: Yeah, so there is, so the Flag Smashers as a group is is new to me, but there is, uh, there are, there is at least one person who goes by the villain alias Flag Smasher in the comics. Um, the one that I'm remembering is uh, Carl Morgenthau, and I actually peeped in the IMDb cast list that there's a Carly Morgenthau listed in the cast list. So it's possible that they're going that route. But, you know, this is an older Captain America villain, one with super strength, and as the name implies, is simply an anti-patriot, you know? And and what better way to... I mean, that is the quintessential Captain America villain, right? From back in the day, like somebody who hates America. So, (laughs) um, yeah, I think that's... Potentially where they're going, but I like the modern twist on it that they're the flag smashers, and they're that they're this anarchist group that all wears the same mask, almost like a la the Joker with Joaquin Phoenix when they're all wearing the Joker masks and like causing chaos. It's it was an interesting little touch.
0: Yeah, it's I like it. It's more of a movement than it is a single villain. Yes. And they've they've mobilized this group of people who have uh, like minds, uh, just like Joker, just like uh, uh, V for Vendetta uh, yeah. with the, the guy Fox Max. They, it's all kind of the same. So it's very cool to hear that, uh, that it was a singular villain and they're expanding it. So in in this episode, of course, we see um, we see all of these people walking around like. Looks like they're playing Pokemon Go. We <laughs> Yeah, I was like what is this a flash mob? What's happening? <laughs> we even see um uh, uh Sam Wilson's on the ground uh kind of uh co-worker his name he goes by torres mm-hmm. uh he seems like a cool character he seems pretty funny uh but also very efficient and so he is like on the trail of, of the flag smashers and he stumbles upon this group as they're all stumbling around the you know this main city hall area and they all all of a sudden these two duffel bags drop out of nowhere and everyone puts on a mask and this allows what we seemingly think who is the actual flag smasher to rob some place nearby and really get away with it so pretty fascinating how what was your take on that cool scene
1: well at first i thought it was baron zemo because we know that yeah. you know from the from the promotional material around this show we know that baron zemo who was the enemy the the main villain in captain america's civil war we know that he's coming back and in the comics baron zemo does acquire superpowers at some point point. and so whenever this flag smasher guy comes down it wasn't you know, it, I wasn't really thinking Flag Smasher at the time. I was like, oh, maybe Baron Zemo is the Flag Smasher. You know, he's this person's got super strength. And obviously, Joaquin Torres got up close and personal with them, got basically heel stomped by oh, this yeah. person. So, um, yeah, I'm interested to see where they go with this because it doesn't seem like it's going to be Baron Zemo. It seems like it's going to be Flag Smasher. And so now we've got Flag Smasher, we've got Baron Zemo, and I'm wondering where they're going to head with all this.
0: I like that you said that you peeked at the cast list because when I'm, <laughs> when I'm looking at that, those close up shots of one, you know, the lead flag smasher. So yeah, we can speculate that it's, that is the character. That's the villain. We can speculate that maybe it is, maybe it's not, but as Carly, uh, what was the last name? Morgenthau. Morgenthau. I'm going to be honest with you. It looks like a woman's face. Yeah, it's, it's
1: long hair too. That's, that was the thing that stuck out to me that I was like, ah, maybe it's not Baron Zemo because we've got the long hair. So that's, it's interesting.
0: Yeah, that's my, that's my guess. We'll see if it's right. We'll see if it even gets revealed by next episode. Likely that it will, because, we, again, we're three episodes shorter than WandaVision here, just going yeah. with six episodes for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, anything else that stuck out to you in this episode that, that would be butterworthy? worthy
1: Yeah, I mean, I think um, the reveal of John Walker at the end, uh, you know, the new Captain America. So they, you know, Sam basically abdicates the throne of Captain America. He gives up the shield and says, you know, this wasn't meant for me. Even though Steve Rogers was, you know, insistent. This, this is, this doesn't belong to somebody else. This is yours. He can't handle the weight of it. He doesn't want to be it. Well, the guy that he gives up the shield to is later at the very end of the episode, introducing a new Captain America under the U S government's, you know, supervision who is, you know, will be revealed as John Walker, who is a character from the comics and we'll get into that in the, in the crumbs, but that's a huge, that's going to be an interesting thing for a lot of reasons, because I think, um, you know, comic books never shy away from social issues, but the MCU sort of has so far. And we're not just talking about like some social issues. We're talking about really hot button issues in America right now, like nationalism, um, you know, uh, toxic patriotism, whatever you want to call it. And then also um, racial equality with the whole, yes. you know, the guy says it's, it's the right decision for you to give up the shield. And it's like, why? Because he doesn't want to black Captain America is what you would insinuate. So that's a big one that sticks out to me there. Um, and then overall, I, I just love where we're going with the show. And I love the way that, D- that Disney Marvel is using the shows to, dive deeper into the storylines of these characters that just don't have a chance to shine in the big movies because you know Anthony Mackie is a fantastic actor Sebastian Stan as well both of them are capable of carrying a film but we don't know those characters well enough for them to do so yet so give them some time give them a long form TV drama like this and you know they might be ready to step into the limelight as avengers
0: I love what you said about bringing to light, you know, basically the these social issues into the MCU. Um, we've had glimpses of it, of course, but really, this is the time in the the long form format to be able to to extrapolate th- on those yeah. and put them, put a face to to a character for that movement. And, you know, what is, um, what is art if it's not reflective of current um, events, right? So there are so many movies and TV shows that people kind of wonder, like, why was that such a big deal? Well, when you look at the time and place that it came out in and the subject matter of it and what it's reflective of, then you can kind of tell. Plenty of series, plenty of movies that are like that throughout yep. history that you're that you, there's a big question mark at first and you're like, "Oh, wait, this is a big deal." And I think these these shows, these uh, these TV series on Disney Plus are actually going to be a pretty big deal uh, in cinematic and uh, in television history. So super cool with that. Let's get into the crumbs. I want to hear all about John Walker because this guy, uh, we, the character actor who plays John Walker, and I don't have it pulled up. The actor that plays John, Walker, Wyatt is, Russell,
1: That's Kurt, Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell's
0: son. Yes. he, Typically plays like the bro, the stoner. <laughs> he's on an FX show where he's basically just like trying to figure out life. He stumbles into like the secret fraternity. I think. Uh, I think we see him in one of the Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah, Twenty Two Jump
1: Street. He plays yes, Zook. That was my. Yes. I first. I was like, whoa, that's Zook. That's so weird.
0: Yeah, and he's like the lovable bro in college. That's like uh, super emotionally intelligent as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like seeing it, that he is John Walker. Tell me more about John Walker. What does this mean for the MCU.
1: Yeah. So there comes a time where, and and they were sort of building to this in the MCU as well. There comes a time where Captain America, Steve Rogers is at odds with the American government and the government takes it upon themselves to, you know, assign a new person in that role. And one that they have a little bit more control over. In fact, in the comics, Steve Rogers, gets rid of the mantle of Captain America while he's still an active superhero. He's like, I'm not Captain America anymore because America doesn't align with my ideals. And so they bring John Walker into the fold. John Walker is an interesting character because he is a superhuman in, in the same way that Steve Rogers is. And he's not a bad guy. You know, he's he's not Steve Rogers because Steve Rogers is... Amazing. I mean, he's Captain America, but he right. is not—he is not bad. He doesn't have bad motives. In fact, I think he really does want to do good. And you know, it's funny um, in the comics, Wanda, Scarlet Witch, actually ends up starting up a, a supergroup. Um, you know, with the help of Tony Stark, I believe, called Force Works, and she recruits John Walker to be on that team and to actually sort of lead that team. So, I think it's important to note that even though we're we immediately hate this guy, right? Like you have to, he's like, you're like, that's not Captain America. Right. He looks shady and, um, uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do with him because I think he's, he's not like the anti Captain America. Even he's just a little bit different. He He's, he's a little more hardcore. I think in, in the comics he is seen as more of a, you know, get things done with my fists kind of guy. Whereas like Captain America, Steve Rogers is like, doesn't really want to hurt people. He only does it if he has to, you know what I mean? Right. So he he is different, but I will be interested to see how it plays out because the comics go in a lot of interesting, different directions with John Walker, but it'll be, it'll be very interesting to watch.
0: I'm very interested because man, the Scarlet Witch has so many connections. to All of the
1: connections, dude. She's got them all
0: to every single major player in the marvel universe and so who knows maybe at the end of this we'll see her pop out of the astroplane and just go and just swoop john walker up and take him to her team who knows um super exciting crazy that we're still getting uh super um genetically enhanced uh soldiers (laughs) in this world even even now and I'm excited to see what what that brings. Um, what do you think? Is this the same timeline? Do you think this is the the exact same timeline as uh, as Wandavision?
1: It's hard to tell. I almost feel like it's man. I don't know. It's yeah. like it's close. It's definitely close, but it's hard to tell. Like maybe Wandavision takes place a little bit closer to in game than this. You know, Sam. The only timeline marker we really get is Sam says a few months ago when he's referring to the blip. So um, I think the director has confirmed that this is six months after Endgame, the events of Endgame. So a couple months, I guess, in Sam's world means six months. So it's close, but I don't think they're happening simultaneously. I think they're just kind of like, we'll see. But I, I I think this might be slightly after, actually.
0: Slightly after. Okay, cool, cool. I was kind of feeling that vibe as well because, you know, it, it it just seems like there's been more resolve. Obviously there's still a lot going on with our characters uh with processing what has happened and the loss of Iron Man, which they don't even they don't even say his name. Like he is he's not there, but he is he is there. He's yeah. he's everywhere. Um but what I what I hope to see in this is I really hope to see like a flashback that we haven't seen yet uh between Bucky and and steve like that that would be really cool because those scenes man they get me they they really they really touch me and i'm hoping that we can see a few more things that we didn't know um you know like the the famous line with you to the end of the line well maybe there's another phrase that we can carry through on this through line of falcon the winter soldier
1: yeah definitely i'm i'm excited i think they're doing they're going in a really interesting direction with bucky's character i think going the you know, he's obviously been through a lot of trauma, and that's an understatement. Uh, he's probably got PTSD at the wazoo from all of the brainwashing and battling and things that he's been through. So I'm glad yeah. that they're dealing with that stuff, because he is not a likable character yet. He can't be. We've never really seen him in a capacity to be likable. I mean, he helps out in Infinity War. He helps out in Endgame, but that's it. That's We don't get to really hear much from him, so it's a it's timely and I think it's a good thing to do One other thing I'm watching uh, since we're in the crumbs is Joaquin Torres who they introduced like you said very lovable character um, there is a Joaquin Torres who becomes Falcon in in the Marvel Comics oh, so yes if you want my prediction I would say that Sam Wilson ends up becoming Captain America by the end of this show and relinquishes the Falcon title potentially maybe maybe if not by the end of this show but sometime in the near future and uh mr torres may take over as he obviously like is in love with falcon and like thinks he's the coolest which he is so it's that's pretty exciting
0: i think that is very exciting because i really think that it is a it is a good play it is a good move to continue to have some symbol of captain america through the rest of the mcu i agree and I don't see why it has to to die off with uh, with Steve Rogers, and I don't see how it can be anyone but an original cast member. You know where really, the Anthony Mackie really is. He's from the first like four movies, and right? He can so- do
1: it. I mean, he's capable. You know, he's he's not a he's not a one dimensional actor. He's somebody who has comedic range, dramatic range, yes. somebody who can really act and. um you know, the MCU got a he's a great get for them, and I think that it would be great to see him expand that role and, and become Captain America.
0: Yes, it's it's a good move. I know that there are people who wish that it could would have been Bucky, and I know in the comics there is a time that he yep. is also uh, you know, Captain America, but there's time for all of that, you know. There's the also Marvel's Sam time.
1: Wilson Captain America. So That's right. you know, well, <laughs>
0: you can't get it all no 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 and this is a good move it's a good shift because if you had gone to bucky well then you'd get a lot of the same you'd get some similar uh flares right because they're from the same time the same era they've been through the same things but but sam wilson has 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 a very different background very different life experiences and he can really he can be the same captain america uh what it stands for but with a different edge to it and that's exciting to me so very good very good. Looking forward to see more on Torres. Anything else you got, Cam? Any other speculations? Any? Did you see anything in the background of the sixth <laughs> scene of this episode or or while Falcon was swooping around someone he killed or thought we killed? What, there, is there anything like that that you saw?
1: I got nothing for you. I got to tell you, I, <laughs> I left this episode thinking either there aren't too many Easter eggs or I really need to brush up on my Captain America comic book reading, which I plan to do in short order. I've got um, Sam Wilson, Captain America, teed up. I've got, uh, you know, uh, winter soldier comics teed up in my queue. So I'll be doing lots of reading. Maybe I'll have more for you next week. We'll see
0: i love it i love it i'm gonna do the same man i can't wait to talk with you guys more about this cam and i cannot wait it's gonna be an exciting six weeks six episodes of spilled popcorn breaking down the falcon and the winter soldier thank you so much to ryan our executive producer ryan spriggs and all of our original music from rhetoric we will talk with you soon Peace. peace